Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. What we're doing is a series called The I Am Sayings. Jesus is. Did you know John's Gospel is the only one that records in the, in the way that Jesus said it, like, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. And there are seven of them. What's interesting is John also only records seven miracles, and he calls them signs. So there's something going on with John and, and the gospel and the number seven. But these sayings are all about the name of Jesus. If any of you ladies have a diamond, and if it's cut with different sides, what they tell me is that a diamond has a facet and a side. You can look through that facet, and it kind of changes colors and changes the, the beauty of that diamond, and you can look through all the different facets. But it's the same diamond. It's just you're looking at it from different angles. And I think Jesus wanted us to know all the facets because every one of them represent a need we have and the answer that he is. Do you know how many, how many times the name, how many names of God are in the Bible? This is intriguing to me. The biggest count I've seen, the largest count is 650. How many names do you have? I mean, seriously, we don't, we don't understand that. Why does God have 650 names? Because there are at least 650 situations where you need to know who he is. And every one of those names is revealed during a crisis, during a period when something was going on. And when Jesus calls himself, I am, oh, it was a crisis. I want you to take your Bible, go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, we're going to spend some time there and then a couple of other places, but let's talk about that place. That moment, there were the Pharisees, and they were absolutely after him. If you look at John's gospel in chapter 8, it starts off with the woman caught in adultery. That's where Jesus said, hey, if you're without sin, you throw the first stone. And they didn't. Nobody threw the stone. And they walked away, and Jesus said, well, neither do I condemn you. Then it goes into discussion after discussion with Pharisees. Now, let me show you how messed up the Pharisees were. They were listening to Jesus. They were walking with Jesus. And you know who they thought he was? A Samaritan with a demon. That's who they thought he was. You know what that tells me? You can be this close to Jesus and not have a clue who he is. You can sit in church every Sunday and not have a clue who he is. I pray you don't miss who he is. Because who he is will change your life. 
And that's exactly why he does what he does in this text. So I'm going to jump in when he is in a discussion with the Pharisees and they're arguing with him. The Pharisees do what they would always do. They go to Abraham, their father. And they start talking about the father, Abraham. And Jesus said, I knew him. Well, that didn't go over well. In fact, Jesus said before he was, I am. Let's read the text. I'm going to put it up on on the screen here. So the Jews said to him, you're not even 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, by the way, that's the same as Jesus calling your middle name. Listen, there's 20 times where he'll start something, truly, truly, I say to you, and it's always a, a means that you've got to listen to this. Before Abraham was Say it with me. I am. So they fell down and worshiped him. Nope. They picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and he went out of the temple. What in the world was that about? He just said the name you're not supposed to say. That is the name Yahweh. That is a name that has loaded significance. You see, for that culture especially, a name did a couple of things. A name revealed the character of a person. It kind of was a clue to who they were. You remember when Jesus was to be named Jesus? Why? He will save his people from their sin. And why was he called Emmanuel? Emmanuel means what? God with us. Now, we don't name our kids the same way that they name theirs. Our names, as crazy as they are, sometimes they have meaning, sometimes they don't. My, uh, my uncle, uh, Rachel's uncle, who is with Jesus today, a surgeon who practiced for years and years, he did his, I think he did his um, residency in, in Atlanta, and I, I, I can't remember exactly the hospital, but he told us a story As a young resident, he was uh, making calls and going to room to room, and there was a woman who was in the hospital, and he said, have you ever been in the hospital before? She said, yes. He said, what was the diagnosis when you were here before? She said, they said I had smiling mighty Jesus. (laughs) And he said, say that again. You know, he's writing it down, smiling mighty Jesus. He said, okay. He goes back to the nurse's station, and he says, okay, we have a patient down the hall that has smiling mighty Jesus. Can y'all help me know what her diagnosis was? You know what it was? Spinal meningitis. (laughs) But I would rather have smiling mighty Jesus. Because there are moments when a name means everything. It reveals something about the person. Have y'all ever wondered about names and how somebody ended up with a certain occupation? There's a, a man by the name of Sam Sung. What do you think he does for a living? He works for Apple. There was a man called robbing Burger Kings. He would only rob Burger Kings. You know what his name was? Ronald McDonald. Now, how do these things happen? 
man by the name of Justin Payne. What was his profession? A dentist. Makes sense. How about Brad Slaughter? What do you think he did for a living? He ran the meat market at the grocery store. I'm always fascinated by names and the uh, weird way they match what somebody does. That's why I say I'm always going to be a youth pastor. As long as I am alive, you've got a youth pastor. Now, it has nothing to do with age, but has everything to do with my name. And here's the, the beauty of a name. The name is the person. The name is the person. So when he's revealing his name, he's wanting you to know that's who he is. It also releases power. It releases power, unbelievable power. That's why Paul will say, we are to put on the armor of God. We're to stand in the name of what? Our Lord. That's why the only strength we have is when we stand in the name of Jesus. The name releases power. Now, it's not magical in that sense of, well, I just say the name and it's going to work, like abracadabra. No. But there's something to that name. A little boy was with his mom, and they were checking out the grocery store. And this little boy said, Mama, can I have some? I just want some chocolate chip cookies. She said, no. I've already told you, no, do not ask me again. So when he got up, when they got up to the checker and everybody's around, he yells out, in the name of Jesus, can I have some chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> According to the story, that boy left with 23 packages of chocolate chip cookies. So you never know what the name may do, right? The point is, there is power in the name. In fact, let me show you out of Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is a prayer. David prayed this prayer. This psalm says, I will protect him. Why? Because he knows my name. That's why we're in this series. Because he knows my name. There's another moment in John's gospel when Jesus calls himself, I am. It's one of my favorite moments. Let me set it up for you. They're in the garden. The soldiers are coming. And as they come, they act. Jesus sees them and says, whom do you seek? And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And watch this. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Now, how many of you believe that Roman soldiers just lost their footing in that moment? It was strictly coincidental. No. The power of his name. They fall. I'm telling you, when you were singing the name of Jesus today, every demon in hell was trembling. There is power in the name of Jesus. Something happens when you say the name. So why are we in this series? Because we want to know him. And we want to know that power. So what does the name I am, what is it? Well, there's a great place. It's used 6,000, almost 7,000 times in the Bible. It is what the English for it would be Yahweh. But let's go back to where we get a really perfect picture of it. It's in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, and I'm going to put it up on the screen so we have it in front of us. So here's, here's the story. Moses is in the wilderness. 
God has already said, hey, I want you to go back and deliver my people. Moses grew up in Egypt, and you remember he got in a little trouble with one of the Egyptians, and he killed him in anger, and so he had to run. And he goes into this wilderness, and he spends uh, a lot of time in that wilderness, but it wasn't a waste because he was learning his way around because he was about to bring God's people back through that wilderness. By the way, you know God never wastes a day in your life. Days you think, I wish I hadn't have done that or wish I wouldn't have ended up here. Guess what? God's going to use it. So sure enough, when it came time for God to call him and to lead those children, he said, Moses, I want you to go and I want you to get them. Lead them out. You would think Moses would go, man, I'm honored. Gosh, I've been waiting on you, God. I'll do it. No. He gave every excuse. In fact, he gave four excuses. But here's what I want you to, to see. Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Now, the very fact he knew they were going to ask, what is his name, tells you that that culture and that day, they understood the power of a name. What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. That's Yahweh. I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Let the generation here today know his name is I am. Yahweh. That is a verb. In Hebrew, it's a verb. It's in the imperfect tense, which simply means it's something that happened in the past, but still is and always will be. And it has been translated in so many cool ways. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. I was what I was. I mean, it's all of those are attempts to try to get that name. So when Jesus said, I am, the Pharisees heard Yahweh. You weren't supposed to say that name. That, went, that name was forbidden because it was the personal name of God. In reverence, you don't say that name. And Jesus said, I am. Because he was. And he always will be. Now, Moses was a little reluctant, to say the least. Moses was hung up on, I don't have speech to deliver the people. Uh, I stutter. Uh, God, I got a lot of issues. Why would you ask me? All of that. The focus of Moses was on himself. The reason that we are in this series is not so we can talk about you. Because the issue this morning isn't you. The issue is, do you know who he is? And the name was given to a reluctant servant who didn't think he had what it took. And God said, oh, yeah, you do, because I am whatever you need me to be. I will be with you. So how many of you know Jonathan Isaac? How many of you ever heard of Jonathan Isaac? He's the only person that's ever stood on this platform and made me look 
that tall. He is a giant of a man and a giant of a man spiritually. You know he's taken a stand. The NBA has been sometimes less than kind to him, but he is a strong, sold-out, committed follower of Christ. By the way, he's having a better season. He's getting a lot of minutes, and, and, and the other night he shut Kevin Durant down. Kevin only scored 15, which is a bad night for Kevin Durant. But he's a great defensive player. He's just a great player and a great man. He came out with a clothing line called Unitas, all right? He's got hoodies and all kind of stuff. He sent me a pair of his shoes. Okay, that's what I have on today. Some of you saw it and said, man, what's he wearing today? Okay, I'm going to show you. On the back of this shoe, there is a scripture. On the side of it, there is Judah. I'm a, there's a better picture that we'll put up so you can see the shoe. Look at the scripture. What is that? Exodus what? We just read that. That's the verse where God said, Moses, I am that I am. I am everything you need me to be. And it, Jonathan, in a conversation with him, he said, Pastor, I wanted this to be a way to remember always God is whoever we need him to be, and we will have enough when God is with us. Never be afraid. Now, I can tell you it's the most comfortable pair of basketball shoes, court shoes I've ever worn. I grew up with Chuck Taylors. They are not comfortable. They may look cool, but man, they do not fit like these. Just because I have these shoes on and I got a scripture verse, I can't go out on the court and dunk like I used to. In fact, I can't dunk at all today, right? It's not magic. It's understanding who God is. He's not a rabbit's foot we carry around, and when we want something, oh, well, let me call him a name, and maybe that'll make him do it. No, 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 no. He wants you to know his name because then you'll know what he wants. Then you will know more about him. So the name Yahweh. Kay Arthur put it this way. She's the Bible teacher, and I love the way she summed it up in this story in Exodus. God is saying here, I am that I am. I'm the self-existent one. I'm everything and anything you need, Moses. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where or what you have or don't have. It doesn't matter where you have been or where you find yourself now. Nothing else matters, Moses. Could I just tell you nothing else matters today? He is the great I am. And he is everything we need. So what are we to take away from this? Three things. When Jesus told those Pharisees, I am, there are three ideas. Now, there's a bunch of ideas. I tried to reduce them just to three that, that would be the application for us. Number one, it's personal. He is a personal Savior. He is a personal God. He is personal. Two, he's timeless. He was, he is, and he always will be. Yes, he was your grandmother's Jesus, and he's yours, and he'll be your great-grandchildren's Jesus. He is all-sufficient. He's everything you ever need. Let's start with personal. Moses grew up in the court of Pharaoh in Egypt. There were gods everywhere. 
Man, they had a God of the, they had a God after, named after the frogs. They had a God of the sun. They had a God of the Nile River. I, I mean, they had all these gods. But they couldn't access any of them. You realize in the history of religions that people have longed to access their gods? The Greeks, Mount Olympus, nobody could go up there. The reason there were mystery religions the Greeks created was to try to find a way to access their God, to get close to a God, to somehow feel like the God was personal and knew who you were. That has been the story of every religious movement in history except for one. And the one where we're not walking around looking for God, but instead God came looking for us is Christianity. And aren't you thankful Jesus came to us? God became one of us. So it's not a search for Him, He's here. It's personal. And it's a personal name that means you don't have to look. He's not inaccessible. He's right here with us. Cool story out of Genesis. There's a moment in Genesis where the serpent shows up. Chapter 3 messes everything up. As I always say, that's when Chick-fil-A closed on Sunday. That's when everything got messed up. Watch this. The serpent was more crafty than all the other beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Now, <clears throat> highlighted God because in the Hebrew, that is the name Elohim. That's the name in Genesis for a God of creation. It's a beautiful name. It's a majestic name. In fact, it's plural. Many think it's a plural of majesty. It's just God is just an awesome, he's a creator God. He, he made it all. That's what the serpent called him. But then God shows up in the story. Watch this. And they heard the sound of the Lord God, we'll come back to that, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the serpent only refers to God as this creator God. But do you know who came walking into the garden that day? You see, Lord, all uppercase, every time you see it, it's Yahweh. The personal God, Jesus said, I am. That's who showed up. Now you're saying, man, why do we have to know all this? Here's why. There's an enemy who wants you to think that it's okay to believe there's a God, but he's way up there somewhere and you can't know him. He's way off somewhere. He created everything that is. His name is Elohim. But I'm telling you, Jesus is showing up today in your neighborhood and he's sitting beside you to say, hey, I am the great I am and I'm here for you. I am personal. There is so much growing up in a church. I always believed in God, but I just thought he was up there. Let me tell you what, God is here. His name is Jesus. And I don't want you to be like the Pharisees and get so close, but miss him by a mile. He wants you to know him. His name is I am. He's timeless. That's the second thing. He's timeless, meaning what? No start, no end. That is a verb. Literally, Yahweh is a verb. It's an imperfect uh, verb. That means the tense is imperfect, which is meaning in the past, it's now, it's forever. 
What did the Bible say about Jesus? He is the same yesterday, today, forever. You ever wondered, man, I wonder what it was like to live in the day when Jesus could do those miracles and God could make things happen. Hey, same God, same Jesus today. He's not two different gods. He's the same. Yahweh, he was, he is, and guess what? For your great, 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 great grandchildren, he will be the same Jesus. Can we just thank him that he doesn't change? He never changes. Always the same. In fact, in Revelation, there's a moment where the living creatures and all of us are going to join in a chorus. And here's the chorus. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Say it with me. Who was, who is, and who is to come. That's his name. Yahweh. I was, I am, and I will be. That means no matter what day you wake up, you will know he is the Jesus for that day. He is here today. What about tomorrow? He'll be there tomorrow. And guess what? He was there last week too. I don't know how you can take greater comfort than to know that he never changes. He's timeless. And the last one, he's all sufficient. Some have actually said the verb, I am, is almost incomplete. I am what? And that's why you'll hear some translated, I am whatever you need me to be. I think that's what he wanted Moses to hear. I'm whatever you need me. That's why Jonathan gave me these shoes. He said, hey, and by the way, these are available. I want to encourage you. Buy everything you can that Jonathan is out there selling because he is doing it to remind us all of the great I am. I just think it means the world when I remember he's all I need. And he's whatever I need him to be. I mean, you finish the sentence. What is that you need him to be today? He will be that. What is it that you think, hey, I, I, need, I talked to a family this morning, and they, they had a, a young man who's just really, really in a bad place spiritually and physically. He's a father today to them. There's some of you that are going through health challenges. Let me tell you what he is. He is a Jehovah or Yahweh Rapha, your healer. Every one of the names of God, they were revealed when there was a moment of need. Why? Because God wants you to know he is everything you need, no matter what that need is. So, what is it you need? What, what is it that you are looking for? What, what's happening in your life today that you would say, man, I, God, today I need you to be this. Trust me, he is and he will be. He's all sufficient. Can I just tell you this story? Rachel and I used to, <clears throat> we used to go to Colorado like crazy young couple, just got married, drive all night, 23 hours. We'd get up into the Rocky Mountains, into the National Park, and we would go and climb different places and do hikes. One day we climbed a mountain, and I forget the name of it, you get it way up above the tree line, and it's a beautiful sight, and it was incredible. We came back down, and we jumped in to my car. It was, are you ready for this, a Datsun B210. <laughs> How many of you ever remember a Datsun B210? It was, it was great. Look it up. Google it, and you can see what I was driving. It was a five-speed. I loved it. So we jumped in the car, 
and we're driving back to, to the uh, town and where the hotel was, and there was a guy hitchhiking, which is very common in Colorado, and especially mountainous places, because you'll, you'll climb one side of the mountain, but you'll go down and end up somewhere else. You just catch a ride. And so this guy was hitchhiking. I looked at Rachel. I said, you think? He looks okay, right? Yeah. He's okay. So he got in the back seat. You know, I don't know who he is. I'm going to put him back here, you know. He got in the back seat, and we're driving along. Hey, how are you? Good. You having a good day? Yeah. Yeah, good day. I said, where are you from? He said, we're from Nebraska. Oh, that's cool. I said, he said, what about you guys? He said, I said, well, we're from Texas. And I just thought I'd go ahead and tell him who I was, because if he was going to do something bad, I want him to know that Jesus was with us. So <laughs> I said, uh, I'm a pastor, and I'm a teacher at the seminary. I'm a professor at Southwestern Seminary. I said, have you ever heard of it? He said, yeah, I've heard of it. Good. I said, well, it's a cool thing. We just come up here and hike and whatever. By the way, where do you live? He said, I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. So that's cool. What do you do in Lincoln? He said, you ever heard of the University of Nebraska? Yeah, I've heard of them. I've heard of them plenty of times. He goes, I'm the president. I grabbed the wheel. I'm like, the president is in the back seat? And I'm looking at Rachel. I, I didn't know what else to say. I mean, what else do you say? He couldn't have been nicer. Can I tell you, somebody is here today sitting right beside you. He's not the president of the University of Nebraska. He's the president of the world. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. His name is I Am. What do you need him to do today? I want you to bow with me. And I want you to talk to him. The reason we're here is not just talk about him. Let's talk to him. What do you need him to do? Just tell him. Jesus, I really, I need a father today. Jesus, I need a, I need a shepherd today. Are you going to even be more specific? What is it you need him to be? If there's someone in this room and someone on the stream that's never put your faith in him, I know what you need him to be. You need him to be your Savior. And that's exactly who he is. And so I want to ask you, are you willing to take that step? Because you'll never understand that he is everything we need until he is Lord in your life. Then it makes sense. That's the first step. And the Bible says that if we believe, we will be saved. And I believe those words. And I believe in him. And I want to invite you to join me in that belief. So if you would like to pray that, the Scripture also says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. The only way you'll ever know him as the great I am is when you call his name. Can I just pray with you? And just simple words, you pray this after me. Jesus, thank you for being 
the great I am. Jesus, thank you for being everything I need. And Jesus, today I need you. Today, Jesus, I'm turning from myself, my sin, and I'm turning to you. So, Jesus, I will follow you. And I know you'll be all those things to me that you promised. I believe, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as you look this way, I believe somebody in this room and somebody on the stream prayed that. And today, for the first time, he's more than a God up there somewhere. He's a Savior who walked into your life. And he said, I got this. It'd be kind of like the president of the University of Nebraska saying, hey, about letting me drive, I'll drive, okay? Let him drive. Let him have control. So Stacy Thacker, who is one of our staff members, leads women's ministry, writes books, speaks. He's incredible. She kind of put some things together, and we, I've kind of massaged it and looked at it. And, and here's what I want you to know about the great I am. You're going to finish the blank, I am, with all the sayings that Jesus said about himself. And the reason we're in this series is because you want, we want you to know him. For example, when you're hungry, he's the bread of life. When your world is dark, say it with me, he's the light of the world. When you want to go home, he's the door. When you need tender care, he's the good shepherd. When you don't know which way to go, say it. He is the way, truth, and the life. When you realize you aren't enough, he's the vine. When you need dead things brought back to life, he is the resurrection and the life. Can we give him praise? He is everything we need. So I want to thank you for being here. I don't want you to miss a single weekend. And by the way, guess which one of those we'll do on Easter weekend. We thought resurrection and life would be really fitting on that day. We're going to have a great journey together because you know what? We're going to learn who he is. So don't worry about yourself, where you are, how inadequate you are, how messed up, what's going on. Because I got a feeling that once you know who he is, it'll change who you are. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.